Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sandstone Cycles Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Martinez, joined here by my awesome co-hosts and teammates, Tyler Anderson, Townsend McKillop. Hey, guys. What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy New Year, everyone. We're in it. 2018 is underway, but before we get started, we want to uh, just throw a shout out to Diamondback Bikes, one of our sponsors, and they help us out with this podcast, so... If you guys would like to, go to diamondbackbikes.com. Actually, it's just diamondback.com slash partner. Enter corporate code cycle for sandstone We'll put that in our show notes. But if you go on there, you can get 40% off uh, most things. And it depends on the make, model, year, and stuff like that. But go check it out. Helps us out. Helps you guys out. And um, just keeps us rolling. So yep. It's awesome stuff, guys. Worth a check out. Gets you out on the trails. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're really... So, um, this podcast, we want to talk a little bit about our experiences last year racing enduro, and we wanted to give our tips on anybody going into their first year racing enduro, like uh, we were last year, and I kind of think somebody should have told, I don't know, I mean, not a whole lot's going to get you guys prepared, but we want to give you guys some of the tips that we wish we probably would have had the different mindset. It may have helped us out. and. And maybe we did go unprepared, but we just want to share with you guys like what we really learned. And anybody out there going in racing enduro this year for your first time ever, we hopefully can share some insight that might help you guys out. Yeah, we hope to. Yeah, yeah we didn't have it, but uh, well, I'm sure we could have found it on the media. But it's definitely nice to have like uh, at least know what kind of what you're getting yourself into. Like Chris said, you'll never know what it's like until you're on the on the start line. Exactly. Yeah. So what we're going to start out with first is we're just going to real quickly talk about your bike, um, essentials, probably how you should have your bike set up, and a little bit about your gear, kind of what most important things you should be wearing, like things like full face, open face, eye protection, blah, 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 stuff like that. So uh, any of you guys want to kick it off, let's go with the bike, man. What kind of parts do you think are like super essential to have on your bike that's going to make your life easier racing enduro. I think um, everything starts with um, suspension and a good uh, derailleur, a good a good shifting bike, and a bike that also can handle whatever terrain you're on. You're on rocks, you're on, I mean, most majority rocks. If it's more smooth, jumps, I mean, you got to have all that stuff dialed. You want to have your compression right, your rebound, and um, most importantly, if your bike doesn't shift right, chances you'll break a chain. Exactly, and that don't necessarily mean that you have to have the most expensive suspension out there, right? No, not at all. Just make sure you're utilizing what you have properly. Agreed. Correct. Yeah, and I mean a big one too is um, if you can afford it, is getting set up on a dropper post. We were racing this year, and fortunately all our bikes come equipped with a dropper post, but we met some first-time enduro racers. Um, We're in Moab, and... At the first race, we're, we've met this guy, and we're just sharing some tips with them. One is, I mean, I highly recommend a 1x setup, whether it's 1x10, 1x9, 1x11, 1x12 if you got a lot of money. But um, is that and dropper posts, maybe a chain chain guide, helping you out that. And we got to share some of those tips with um, that we've encountered and we've learned from with some first-time racers in Moab. And uh, we, we saw him at the second race in, in Angel Fire, and he's all set up with all that stuff. Exactly, he had yeah. a dropper and uh, a chain guy. He, he probably had a lot better results and also a way yeah. funner time. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's really cool. It was really cool yeah. catching up with him on the second round and seeing how he changed his setup yeah. and uh, was really starting to get dialed in. So, yeah. Essentials, bike, uh, would you guys so much say tires? Yep. 
I would definitely say it's tires to a certain extent. Um, if you're a really heavy, not so heavy, but uh, let's say anyone that's over 160 pounds up to 200 pounds and you're out there racing, chances are you hit a rock wrong and you don't have the right tire pressure, um, the Side right casing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everything comes down to it. But heavier riders, I'm not saying 180 pounds is heavy, but for the sport it is. Yeah. And I think that it really does affect... For me, I run DH casing just because I'm not willing to risk. I'll, yeah. I'll take the weight over the risk, you know. The flat or tire. The flat the tire, tire yeah. to a flat tire. So I would say tires is definitely um, one of those things that you should, man, it, it's it's pretty key, really. Exactly, yeah. I agree with you 100%, man. Tires is a big one. We, we had a, that was one thing we really dialed in this year was tires and uh, and uh, one thing i want to throw out there is like you don't have to go out and get like the best most like, expensive bike you can to race enduro it doesn't really so much have to be like enduro specific bike i mean yeah. it helps if you can get it around that geometry but um like we said the essentials a good tire setup dropper seat post one by drive chains are helpful but for sure a chain guide mm-hmm. suspension when it comes to suspension um kind of repeating ourselves now but just to like get a little bit more depth of it, just study what volume spacers do, um, study what sag setting your sag does, and rebound. And those are going to be like the basic suspension models, like uh, RockShox Yaris or the lower end Fox, like 32s and stuff like that. Um, well, I guess not, the, but the lower end Fox stuff and the lower end RockShox stuff, you're not going to have the compression uh, adjustments. So figure out what rebound does. Figure out your spring rate, get happy with the spring rate. So just, uh, I would say that, yeah, dial in. I would say don't be afraid to adjust stuff either. My first year I had a problem with just being scared of messing something up. Don't be scared. These things are machines, man. These bikes are, they can take a lot, and they're meant to be messed with. That knob isn't there for no reason, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I mean, you can adjust it anytime you want, and it'll work just fine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, dude, that's really important. And then... uh, and then do a lot of testing. Really listen to your bike and pay attention. Yeah. That's one thing I've learned. Okay, uh, what we're going to move on. Oh, what to carry on ourselves? What do we need to carry? I would say a key essential is um, Allen wrenches. You really want to have your Allen wrenches. You want to have either on your bike or on yourself, whatever you guys do. You guys carry backpack. You try to stay light. Um, duct tape them to your bike. Duct tape tubes, whatever. I mean, your bike is full of real estate. Mm-hmm. You Definitely. got so much room to do whatever you want with your bike. I'd say Allen wrenches. Um, even I've heard and seen people taping like bananas granola parts to their bikes. I mean, <laughs> it's everything you know. Yeah, yeah. and I don't ever know if they're being goofy or if they really don't want to carry it on them. Yeah. But either way, well, it's nice to have it. Towns went to the extreme of an angel fire. He he uh, he he broke his water bottle cage off in pre riding, so he duct taped his water bottle. I had to pick up my bike. To, to drink his bike. Towns is sitting there up pre at the staging, lifting up his bike. Richard, yeah. Richard's sitting there laughing at. Him. <laughs> oh, Everyone's looking at me like I'm a goon. But yeah. hey, you know, if you got you got to stay hydrated. You know, you can't risk it. Yeah. I think even when I was filling it up, I left it on the bike. I, I it up on the so, bike. some I drink. I mean, you know, also too is CO2 cartridges. They make those little quick quick inflate kits you do it yeah. just to keep them threaded in and you can air up a tire tube tube, tube tire carry plugs tube, tire plugs yeah chris saved me an angel fire with a tire plug i didn't realize they existed for mountain bikes and 
Yeah. I got to the top on stay on the second day, which was bike park day, and I I knocked the hole in my tire. Or no, it broke loose. I had a patch tiring. Chris, I raced the whole day actually, and then Chris at the end of the day is like, "Oh, dude, I got a little plug kit." <laughs> I plug, took this up. Yeah. So I raced the whole day. And, and yeah. It was just going low on you that whole day, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. What else do people carry? I've heard of people even carrying extra brake pads. I think that's a little overkill. But uh, cables, you can carry like you can really carry anything you want. Yeah. It just depends on how light and that's, how aggressive you think you'll be riding. That's the big thing about enduros. You have to race self-assisted, and whether that that is carrying shifter cables, brake cables if you're in a mechanical. I don't know. I think what I wouldn't do though is carry a bunch of stuff in a pack. I've noticed, uh, I know I've done that before when I first raced back in 2016. We all, we all made that mistake. Yeah, I had this backpack full of a lot of stuff, and it's not really necessary. It, it is and it isn't, but just carry enough things that you can fix the basic mechanicals. Help. Uh, quick links help oh, with your chain. You I can forgot just about quick pop links. a link out and put a quick link in, and you're pedaling again. So yep. that helps a lot. And Someone bailed me out with a quick link at one race. Oh, nice. They helped me out big time. An angel. No, Monticello. Might as well, yeah. I think so. So, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else on you. Nutrition isn't obvious. Uh, that's something you should dial in before. If you're this is your first year racing enduro, I'd get used to riding like a lot of elevation and doing like short sprints. Uh, if this is your first year racing, I probably wouldn't get too excited, especially if you're racing amateur or something. Just uh, get used to riding your bike a little more than usual, um, climbing a little more than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying like long, like 1600 mile rides, like you're training to like create a threshold for cross country racing. Well, just go out and do some sprints and get used to being yeah. blown up a little bit. Cause no, no matter what your first year racing enduro, you're never going to go without depleting your glycogen storage. You're, you're going to feel like there's going to yeah. be some hard races. Chris's first year in 2016 when he raced angel fire, just because his body hadn't been thrown into that shock mode. You were you were soaking yourself in an ice bath the okay. night after the race because your body had never experienced that kind of shock. I uh, had to, man. Yeah, because endurance riding. Absolutely, because I knew the next day I wasn't going to be able to even walk, like it would have been bad yeah. if I didn't do that. So it's, um, it's something I think your body body learns over time. Because now we'll go out and ride all day and maybe eat six hundred calories and we don't bonk. We can and we'll be feel okay. fine. Yeah. yeah. So so get used to riding on your bike a little bit and put put a little bit of hard days under you. And kind of get used to that. And uh, nothing's going to really be too extreme. I know there was like some EWSs, which we don't have experience with, that were a little out of control this year. But uh, as far as like the stuff we race, uh, Big Mountain Enduro, Scott Enduro Cup, things are like mediocre, I guess. They're tough, but they're not like you're going to be miserable. So my my advice, I'd carry like maybe two Honey Stinger waffles and like some electrolytes in your water bottle. And there's eight stations where you can refill your water bottle. So... You don't really need a honey stinger either. Just like anything with sugar or just Any something. Gummy keep, bears. Yeah. Throw, throw your, um, I just think there's a big mis- misconception on the whole honey stinger and the hammer gels and all that. I think yeah. that you don't, I mean, it's definitely more beneficial for what you're doing. It helps on race day, but I'm with you on that one, dude. Like where I, I follow people on social media or like on Strava and stuff where every single ride, whether it's a five mile ride or a 10 mile ride or a 20 mile ride, they're taking in some kind of elect- some kind of carbohydrates, and um, like us, for top. example, like over the top. I think most of our training rides we just take water. Mm-hmm. We just, I mean, it's yeah. it, it. I don't I think even you're, eat in the morning sometimes. I go out on the ride, and I will. Yesterday, 
on the, whatever day it was. I didn't eat anything before. Yeah. I barely drank any water. Yeah. You know. And, and, I, and I think that's a, our bodies, I think people don't realize our bodies can go, they, they can do some pretty amazing things. And I'm not saying like stretch yourself to the limits, but definitely don't get your body used to being reliant on those things because when you don't have them, you're going to wish you would have trained without them a little bit, you know, yeah. Yeah. because when you're really cramping and bonking and stuff and you don't have your honey stinger or your whatever, your cliff bar to bail you out. That's on you. That's on you, and that's on your training. My opinion, personal mm-hmm. opinion. So yeah. I keep, I do. I run them race day. I don't run them on a daily basis. Yeah, so, that's good. What about jumping into the? What were we gonna say? The third thing we're gonna talk about oh. protective equipment, or what are we saying? Um, that could be honest. I guess we can just keep going with this. Uh, the third part of this, I was gonna talk about mental, your mental capacity going in. Oh, okay. But we did skip like what kind of pads, what kind of helmet, what full yeah. face? Does everybody need a full face? I mean, what do you, what you guys' opinions on that? I think it all comes down to what you're racing again. Like if you're gonna be in the desert and you're gonna be out there for a whole day, especially for amateurs, they don't get a right race right away. They usually, I mean. Last year, I had I was out there till it was like three or four o'clock in the afternoon, and mm-hmm. we started real. I mean, it was like nine thirty when I started mm-hmm. off of my transfer. Where wait, where was this at? Yeah, uh, Moab, Moab okay. Utah, and yeah, you got stuck in a little bit of rain. I'm sorry, yeah, but go ahead, keep, keep going. With what you're saying, what and you're that saying. was I was lucky. I was in a little bit of rain, you know, because it was just a long day. It's nice to get cooled down or whatever out there. But I think that it all depends on where you're at. I think if you're gonna ride a full face, better be ready for some heat um i don't know it just all yeah. comes down to so many factors I, whether you're transferring a lot um how much you're riding yeah it, and then the terrain you're riding too you know you gotta be safe out there so yeah. i mean risk risk you know reward yeah. i don't but, know yeah I'd, I'd highly recommend knee pads for the sport of enduro and deciphering if you're gonna wear a full face like if it's a bike park day I'm, I'm going to no doubt wear a full face because I'm not and jeopardizing anything. What do you guys think about the ones that are half and half? Like you can take off the chin guard. I like them. I think they're great. You I think, think they're good too, some, but they've, think, I've heard things about how they don't, they aren't as effective as the ones that aren't. Okay. I've, uh, I've seen videos of people um, testing them with like dropping like a bowling ball on them. And they actually don't protect you as well as they should. Like the chin strap will blow the off or something? The chin strap will actually compress down into where the face is. Oh, and then, yeah. That's because of the way. Look into that. Yeah, there's, the, there's a big test on it. Um, I'm not saying that every um, helmet's like that. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you which one they were testing. But, uh, man, I could tell you one thing. I had uh, I was riding the Juro Switchblade Mips last year, and um, it saved my life. It definitely did in Park City, so... Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I have nothing against it. Nothing against exactly. the chin straps. And, and um, I know for us, we are um, we're grateful to get help from Seven IDP or Seven Protection, the company. Uh, also, I think they're owned by Royal Racing. So, uh, us personally, we run either one or the other. Either yep. they're full face or they're half shell because yeah. they don't make a in between. But um, I could say this year, I definitely will be. You'll see me on a full yeah. face more. But I think I think I'm with you, man. I think 90% of this year I'll probably be wearing a full face, and uh, I've been training a little bit like that recently, just to get used to it. Used to wearing goggles, used mm-hmm. to breathing that way, because uh, I do believe the rules. I'm not 100% on this, but I don't think you're allowed to transfer without a helmet on, right? You can't yeah. just like take your helmet. You gotta wear your helmet at all times. Yeah, and you can get away with this here and there, um, depending upon where you're riding. But okay. just just wear it, you know. 
I know it's some of the, I know some of the guys on I've, I've seen on long transfers. They'll uh, they'll just get off and sit down under a tree for a while, take their full face helmet off, and just yeah. just chill for a little bit. I mean, it's not worth your race, man. Just just hang out for a second. You don't have to be. I mean, that's the cool thing about enduro is you're not really. I mean, you want to make it up there, but you're not timed on your mm-hmm. transfer. The second thing I was going to suggest is safety glasses. Whether you're running a half shell or full face, the goggles or safety glasses. We found out. Going at these speeds, racing aggressively, there's tree branches sticking out, rocks fling up, and uh, it's yeah. almost a must. Yeah, protection. So eye protection. I think even at the speeds we're riding, yeah, eyes get glossy. I have a hard time seeing if I don't have any like eye protection on. Mm-hmm. Right, mine do too. Cool. So uh, we're gonna try to wrap this up here, guys, pretty quick. Uh, lastly, just uh, what if you guys could give anybody tips mentally going in, man? How do you think you would? What, what tips would you give someone racing their first year enduro mentally, from a mental standpoint? Where should your head be? I think that going into the race, I would not expect to win. I would definitely go into the race um, right before you drop in. Just tell yourself deep breaths, deep breaths the whole way down. Do not. Don't go, it's just like the same thing as boxing, I think, um, not that I'm a boxer, I know anything about it, but I've heard a lot of boxers say, you need to breathe, every punch you're throwing, you need to breathe, you need, it's the same thing with mountain biking, if you're making a stroke, you need to be breathing, like, your body will literally shut down the first minute in if you're not breathing correctly, Mm -hmm. I think that's super key. Yeah, I'd I'd say the biggest one that have stuck with me and I always uh, try and keep it in my head and say it's not about one stage it's about a whole composed set of stages and just to say if I ride steady and consistent not my fastest but if I just ride steady and consistent it'll it'll end up as a good day yeah you'll be have good results yeah because I mean you can be the fastest cat up there but if you're only fast on two out of the four stages and you're crashing or blowing up on the others you're you're ruining the whole idea of enduro. Exactly. Um, my advice would be think long term. If you're going to get into this, think of where you're going to be at in three years. Don't think of where you're going to be at, at the end of the season or after this weekend. Get into it. Set long term goals for yourself. So if this is your first season and your first race, enter amateur or expert or wherever you think your skill level is. But get the year under you. Get the first year under you. Don't worry about people catching you. Don't worry about anything. Just worry about finishing each and every stage and um, just worry about understanding the enduro format get get you a year under you get you a good solid year under you don't have surgeries don't be knocking yourself out don't it's gonna happen when those things happen keep a positive attitude it happened it already happened it's done it's over with move on but just try to not get in a hurry don't get pumped up don't be punching yourself in the head before the gate drops just just stay calm cool yeah. And no, this is your first time. You're new to this. And nobody's going to give you a hard time out there. You don't have to be fast. You don't have to be blowing yourself up 10 seconds out of the start. Go out there, man. Get a good year of enduro under you. I've always liked, what Chris, yeah. I've always liked what Chris has said is, is whenever he's at the top, he's like, I'm just here to ride my bike from the top to the bottom. Exactly. Um, that's all I'm doing. I'm here for a bike ride. Yep. It's a good mm-hmm. mental standpoint. Like, you Dude, that's that, it. I hate being good. nervous. I think if you're nervous, it has a tremendous physical um, effect on your body. Yeah. I just think that you're burning calories, being nervous, so you might as well just say, hey, man, I'm here to ride this trail from top to bottom. Um, by the time I'm five to ten seconds into the stage, my fitness is going to kick in, and I'm going to ride the pace I'm going to ride, and it's going to be what it's going to be. So that's my tips. 
Right on. Uh, we always are going to try to start um, finishing our uh, podcast off with a little bit of uh, what we've seen in social media. So from the last time we talked to you guys, uh, who wants to go first? Uh, social media segment. What I'll do you guys see on the socials in the last couple of weeks? I don't, I'm always into the Nate Hills' Follow Cam Fridays. That's probably one of my... It's probably You're going to hear a lot about that. But I like the most recent one. I'm not too big on his desert ones, the ones in Moab and stuff. I think they're awesome and they're all cool, but I like the ones that he takes up in Colorado in the high high country. And his most recent one is on Monarch Pass, and it's pretty awesome. You know, the riding's awesome, and yeah. it definitely makes me just want to go out there and hit Angel Fire or uh, just one of these. There's one trail up here in Colorado called the Calico Trail in Rico, and that just really reminds me of that trail, and it's that... It's, yeah. There's nothing like it. There's nothing yeah. like it. Did yeah. you get a chance to see his uh, crash rail? Yeah, I did. Wasn't yeah, that I great, did. dude? Man, we've been waiting a long time for that, haven't we? Because when we were at the Moab Hoedown, we talked to him about it. Remember, we're like, "Hey, Nate, uh, we know you crashed, dude. When are you gonna post <laughs> some of that stuff?" And he's like, "Don't worry, it's coming, boys." It was yeah. good. It was a good. I think there was a lot of stuff on there. You know, just a lot of dumb crashes. Yeah, but. So I was stoked to finally see it. It was funny. And yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of just silly crashes, but hey, man, it happens. It's not, it's not everyone's perfect. It's good footage. Check out Nate Hills' stuff on YouTube. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun stuff yeah. to watch. Yeah, seriously, we'll put a link to his YouTube channel. I'm sure everybody knows about it. He's a ton of followers, and he does really good work. But we'll throw a link in our podcast uh, stuff just in case. Um, Tyler? Yeah, I've been busting up laughing because I keep going back to watch it. But uh, <laughs> Dustin Carlson... Uh, his uh, social media is Technar Media, and I think a week and a half ago he posted one, and it's like a repost. He's been doing some reposts of funny stuff, and I've been busting up. Man, Dustin's hilarious with his sense of humor, but he's got one, and these dudes are jumping lawnmowers like in Canada <laughs> oh, or something, gosh. and all they're doing is just setting themselves up to fail. They're just there's like, no way you're gonna yeah. make it. They make like cardboard landings and <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff, <laughs> and this dude's just screaming out cursors. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> So I've been busting up. I've sent that to probably fifteen of my friends. <laughs> so I, I keep going back and watching it. So thanks, Dustin, for the sense of humor. Don't show it to your boys, man. They're gonna be out there in the lawnmower. Dude, they're gonna jack my John Deere and start <laughs> jumping it. Chris, that's too funny. Um, Tyler mentioned Dustin Carlson. We'll also throw a link in our podcast. He sells a lot of cool tools. He sells some trail tools and some uh, apparel and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, we'll try to help Dustin out. Throw a link in his stuff in the in our description because he's a good dude and he's always fun to be around. But yeah, uh, mine is a Vital MTB on their YouTube channel. They posted a video called the Redux Raw DH World Cup. I'll put it in our description. But this video was sick, dude. It was just a bunch of raw clips from World Cup, the downhill World Cup this year. I'll have to watch it. I haven't even seen it, dude. It's just a. It, I could watch it over and over again, but it just totally, totally new perspective of downhill racing and how gnarly it really is. Yeah. I just, I take my hat off to those guys all the time, man. I want to watch it. I'm going to watch it Vital? Vital? It's, on, it's on Vital's Vital? YouTube channel. It's called Vital Raw? or Yeah, it's just, you'll see it. It's like, it's, uh, One of what, is, what does R-E-D-U-X mean? Redux? I have but, no idea. Is that a type of camera? No, I don't know, but it's that's in the title, and we probably sound stupid because we don't know what that means. But whatever. <laughs> we try, <laughs> we try guys. We try. So it's a bunch of raw clips throughout the 2017 yeah. downhill uh, downhill the downhill World Cup thing, and that dude like there's crashes, but oh, you just hear them hitting their frames. You hear them blowing tires. You just 
you just hear the pounding those bikes are taking, and it just gives you a whole new perspective. Like, dang, dude. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy what our bikes can take. Yeah, and I just take my hat off to those World Cup guys, man. They are moving, moving. Cool. Yeah, that's it, man. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us for another thing. I hope that helped out, and I hope we helped some of you guys. If you guys want to follow us, uh, Townsend. Sandstone Cycles at Instagram, YouTube. We have our own website. We have Facebook. Everything, everything you can imagine. I don't think we have Twitter, but exactly, yeah. And uh, one more shout out. Just want to thank our sponsors again: Diamondback, Rhino Power, uh, Rail Racing, Seven Ninety P. Man, thank you guys all for helping us help so much, and we wouldn't get through without it. And um, yeah, I guess that's about it. Still, no, not a whole lot of cold weather up here in the good old Four Corners. We're still hitting trails. Yep. Yeah, we went right up in Durango yesterday, guys, and it was just dusty. It was awesome, but <laughs> yeah. it sucks. It's awesome, though. Yeah, yeah, it sucks, but it's cool. Yeah. Right on, guys. Thanks for listening, man. Take that care, everyone. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Yep. Peace out. Peace out.